Welcome to Please Bet on Football Games. Hello and welcome to week six of Please Bet on Football Games. I'm your host, Alex, with the on-air talent, Joe. Joe, how are you today? I think talent might be a strong word for what I've been bringing to the table here. You know, I don't think I'm uh, I'm doing po- too much weight pulling either, so it's a struggle. Yeah, a uh, a one in four week in the contest again, which is fucking ridiculous, dude. We're batting forty five percent, which honestly feels so much higher than like I feel like we're hitting twenty percent. Yeah, it it feels like every bet is a loss at this point. The fact that we're only 10% off from what we usually hang around, like we're usually around 55 to 60%. The fact that we're only 10% off from that and that like one killer week drags us right back up to where we typically sit blows my fucking mind because I feel like we just can't catch a break. I segue into the bullshit report. Yeah, let's go right into it. Um, No need to mess around. Let's just talk about how bad we've been. Uh, so first up, we had our lone true win of the week. We had the Indianapolis Colts plus three and a half against Denver that cashed legit or bullshit. God, this game was so much bullshit in every direction. I'm just going to call it legit because we had the field goal and the hook in a game that went to overtime. Yeah, I mean, this game was fraught with garbage play. Yeah. There was so much, so many bad decisions, turnovers, crazy plays that I don't know if you can really call bullshit either way. I think yeah. this one's legit. Here, here's why this is legit. It was terrible football. We knew it would be terrible football. We knew that both teams would make a ton of mistakes and it would just be disgusting to watch, which is why we bet the underdog getting three and a half in a game that was mostly field goals. Exactly. And that's the right play. All right. Well, let's move on to some tough ones. Yeah. Our first loss of the week, we had Detroit money line over New England. Uh, that one was about as far from hitting as possible. They got shut out. Yeah. It was a bad one. Yeah. So this is how bad. It, first of all, this loss was so bad that I'm happy we went money line because like if you're going to go down, go down swinging. Like, yeah, same. You're going to lose your money. At least have a high upside, right? Yay. Um, This game was hear me out because we deserve to lose this. This game was bullshit, but it was such dominating, such a dominating performance by New England that the bullshit wouldn't be enough. If you take away the fact that so the Lions went 0 for 6 on fourth down attempts inside the Patriots 30. That's unheard of. Yeah, it's crazy luck. Like, that's fucking insane. And Goff also was abysmal. He had a fumble six. I think he had a pick. I think he had another fumble. It was one of the worst performances we've ever seen from Jared Goff, and that is saying a lot. But even still, if you parse all that out, go look at some of the more respected uh, luck measurement metrics personally i like uh i forget his first name cole over at pff i think it's kevin cole i think you're right yeah he does a good job with the uh with the luck metrics if you eliminate all of the luck the lions should have scored at least 15 points and the patriots should have scored 21 points and we still would have fucking lost even if we bet lions plus three so even though we got massively unlucky we still were wrong 
That's terrible. Yeah, this was just no two ways about it. We we missed. Uh, Dan Campbell might just be exactly what he thought he was of really cool motivator. Doesn't actually know what the fuck he's doing on a football field. And and Jared Goff might just fucking suck. And it might be the fact that you can have awesome plays and sometimes your terrible quarterback will transcend them. Exactly. So Lions still not a great team. No. Uh, Patriots still able to bully. Yeah. We 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 lost. Next up, we had Miami minus three over the Jets. This Number was our one. best bet of the week. You know what? I fucking heard a, a, a capper who has a podcast who is successful. He's a good capper. He doesn't know shit about football, but he knows how to handicap games. I hate people like that because I don't understand them. However, I heard him bragging about his bet on the Jets. To which I say, sir, kindly fuck yourself off a ledge. Unless your handicap was some kind of inside knowledge or conspiracy theory that the NFL would punish the Dolphins for the Tua debacle by stealing Teddy Bridgewater for the, from them on the first play. Unless that was your handicap, fuck your own face. You did not win this bet. You got extremely lucky because on the first play of the game, Teddy Bridgewater threw the ball away in a completely innocuous fashion. And not only did the refs egregiously call it illegal grounding when there was a fucking receiver a foot away from the ball. So not only did they give them, not only did they give the Jets a safety they did not deserve, but then they called to a concussed on a play where his head was not touched. And so we had to play the rest of the game with Skylar Thompson, third stringer. And it's not even that Skylar Thompson is bad because I don't think he's that much worse than Tua. It's that Skylar Thompson has not had a single fucking rep in like two months. It is the fact that Skylar Thompson literally was not on the team for moments in the preseason. So like talent be damned. This is a familiarity issue. This is a chaos issue. And even still at halftime, it looked like we were going to cover. So this is the number one bullshit and I won't abide it. Yeah, I agree with you. It's just insane that Teddy gets pulled out in the after the first play. And even for nothing, even with that, we were looking good for a half a football. So until Skylar yeah, Thompson th- started fumbling. Yeah, that the one's just a tough one. You can't predict that crazy injury thing. Just have to take it and move on. Next up, we had Philly minus five and a half over AZ. They ended up winning by three, so we missed. Legit or bullshit? Okay, so I want to make it clear. If you listen to the pod, we said specifically, we're going to take minus five and a half in the contest, but you at home take Philly minus three first half. If you listen to us like good followers, you made money. However, the contest does not forgive us. The contest does not offer us first half lines. The contest grades at minus five and a half. And it's another case. If the Eagles wanted to win by five and a half, they could have just as easily as they won by three. The Eagles dominated the first half and they coasted and they just didn't have a big enough cushion to withstand Arizona's garbage time stat compilation. So it's no bullshit. It's the kind of unlucky thing that happens when you bet a number over three. Yep. And it's why we typically stay away from those numbers. Um, I agree with you. It's just one that we kind of miss. It's uh, what happens when you bet on those types of numbers. Our final full bet of the week, we had Baltimore minus three over Cincinnati. That one did not hit. Yeah, this one was a little bit of bullshit. Like, it it would be easy to say, like, this is massive bullshit because Lamar Jackson missed three wide the fuck open touchdown throws that I'm not joking. This is not like fucking around. I can make those throws. I'm not, they won't be, they won't be in stride. The wide receiver will have to stop or maybe even come back to the ball, Devin Gardner at Michigan style, but they will catch the ball. It will be on target. So fuck, 
But when you bet on Lamar Jackson, you know he can't pass for shit. So yep. that's baked in. You can't blame, you cannot blame your loss on Lamar Jackson missing three wide open touchdown passes on five consecutive plays. However, it's always frustrating when you bet on the winning team and you lay less than three and a half and you lose. And it becomes double frustrating when you would have won by three and pushed were it not for the dumbest rule in football that Evan McPherson can kick the ball over the goalpost and arguably outside the goalpost. I learned that if any part of the ball touches the area outside of the goalpost, it's not a good field goal. And if you look at pictures, that is what one tiny notch on the fucking lace actually did cross that threshold. So we may have been righteously fucked, but if we're picking nits on a kick, it boils down to bad luck. I could bitch about Joe Burrow getting defensive pass interference calls on plays where he threw the ball out of bounds, but I won't because we know that that's just what happens to the Bengals. This is a minor bullshit, bringing our unbullshitted record on the week to probably two, two and one, two wins, two losses and a push. A two legit, two bullshit and one kind of, what do you mean? Well, like, Indy, we won, and we thought it was legit. Uh, Miami, we thought that's fucking bullshit. That result is bullshit, and we still had a chance, even with all the bullshit. Therefore, we probably, we were right in our handicap, I believe. We were wrong in our handicap on Detroit. We were wrong in our handicap on Philly, and 50-50 on Baltimore. So two correct handicaps, two bad handicaps, one push. And if we go 2-2-1 on this week, we feel a hell of a lot better about ourselves. Very true. Hey, the the bonus bet, Tennessee minus two and a half of Washington hit. Woo. Yeah. Two and a half, two and one. Woo. All right. Uh, You want to leave this terrible week in the past and start talking about week six? Yeah, let's do some fucking games. All right. Let's talk about some games. First up, we have the Washington Commanders coming to play the Chicago Bears. The game is pick them. Can't touch this game. Um, I will grant you that Justin Fields actually for the first time in his career, and I mean this, Justin Fields looked, he looked elite. (laughs) Like I'm not, he didn't just look good. He looked fucking good in week five against the Vikings. Emphasis on a a YouTube video about it. I did. I've been doing YouTubing. I've been, I, apparently I'm, I'm a YouTuber. I blew up and got like 20,000 views on one video, breaking down Baker Mayfield's throws. And if you, if you give me positive reinforcement, when I talk about Baker Mayfield, I'm going to fucking keep doing that thing. So (laughs) right in the wheelhouse, man, just long form explanations of Baker Mayfield's play. This is everything you've ever worked for. And then 350 comments of people wanting to engage with me about Baker Mayfield. It's like manna from the gods. No, so I did. How many of them have you told that they're worthless and should kill themselves? None. I gave that shit up when I abandoned my old Twitter account. (laughs) I'm proud of you. I have deleted a few comments and then texted people screenshots of them saying this person should kill themselves. But (laughs) I'm not going to endorse it to their face. That's gross. This is 2022. We sneakily hate people. We don't address things with anybody. All right. Anyway, Justin Fields was great against the Vikings. Put put against the Vikings in bold because I'm pretty, aside from Aaron Rodgers, every quarterback that has played the Vikings, none of which are great, uh, has looked great against the Vikings. It's it's the Vikings defense that's doing a lot of this work. Um, so I don't necessarily expect Justin Fields' success to translate when he plays Washington, although Washington's secondary is doo-doo sauce. It's tough because Washington's the better roster. 
and probably in a vacuum has the better coaching staff. But everything I'm hearing out of Washington is just that that team is imploded and hates their coach. It, it sounds like a lost season over there. And with that loss to Tennessee, they have, they've all but fallen completely out of contention for that really surprisingly tough division. I don't think you can touch this. You, Chicago were nothing, but I'm not betting on Chicago in this scenario. Exactly. It's two really bad teams, um, two quarterbacks that can do really exciting stuff, but can also completely fuck your team. So the game becomes really unpredictable. Thursday night games are always weird as well. It looks like it's going to be dry, so I don't think that'll come into play. But it's been raining a lot this week here. We know Soldier Field doesn't uh, doesn't drain well. So probably not going to be great conditions either. I don't know. I agree. Just stay away from this game. Yeah, just don't fucking. Day. If you gotta watch this game, get drunk. <laughs> yeah, just enjoy the chaos. Watch this like I used to watch the Browns, which was hopefully they disappoint me in an exciting way. We're gonna leave it right there and move to Sunday. That's a perfect ending. All right, let's jump on in. One. We got no London game this week, so jumping right into the one o'clock hour. First up, we have the Baltimore Ravens going to play the New York Giants. The Giants are plus five and a half. Four and one Giants, I should mention. Fucking A. Yeah, so the Giants are fraudulent. Um, Yeah, they beat the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is a bad quarterback. I've been hinting at it for two years that, like, he's not special, and he's he's jumped the cliff. He's gone from not special to kind of actually shit. I actually, I want to correct you because you've been saying he's bad for, like, six years. Like I've been saying he's, well, okay, for the last two years, he has been the MVP, and he has been correct. an average quarterback. For the prior two years before that, he was a below-average quarterback. He's back to being a below average quarterback. So he was below average, below average. Matt LaFleur bumped him up for two years and just made him do nothing difficult. And he was average. And now he's back to being below average. And it's not that he can't do things. It's not that his physical traits have failed him at all. It's purely mental. Like it's always been. It's purely a matter of consistency. His precision is bad. His accuracy is unreal. If you needed a quarterback to throw a football through the hole, uh, like through the eye of a needle, Aaron Rodgers might be your guy. He's that accurate. But precision, the consistency of your accuracy, he don't have it. Additionally, uh, he's he must be really short because he keeps on getting balls batted at the line of scrimmage. I don't know what that's about. I like your commitment to this pit. Um, so back to the the Giants themselves. They're fraudulent. Um, I agree with you. I think Dable is doing a good job, but Excellent. I don't even think Excellent they're doing job. anything like kind of like setting the world on fire. No. It's just Saquon is doing a good job of being Saquon, which is getting some decent runs and then one really good one. Well, Daniel Jones is being less terrible. It, it's it's the high. So the two star rookie coaches are Mike McDaniel and Brian Dable. And if you actually look at them on a micro level, if you look at the games that their teams have played, their offenses aren't actually good. Miami's offense, even with Tua, was never good. It was just a lot better than you expected. It just scored enough points. And it's the same with the Giants. It's not that their offense is good. It's that they do they do more than you thought they could and that they're doing just enough. Because when you combine ball control, aggressive game management and strategy, evidently good motivation in the locker room, good decision making, and then you add on to that good play calling, which maximizes the offensive output of a bad offensive team, you can put up 21 points and steal yourself a win. So Dayball's doing excellent, but that doesn't make the Giants good and it doesn't even make their offense 
is good. So also shout out to Mike Kafka, who's a Chicago boy, Northwestern alum, calling the plays, doing a great job. But again, the offense still isn't good. The offense isn't even average. It's below average. This all being said, I don't want to lay six with Baltimore. And if you're laying five and a half, you're laying six. I don't want to lay six with Baltimore because I just don't trust them. And that's another offense where you can look at Lamar's stats and they might be good. I wouldn't know. I know he's getting a lot of hype lately, but they don't score points either. Yeah. I think this is another one that you, you got to stay away from just because the number is kind of prohibitive. Mm-hmm. Ravens are the right side, even though they're kind of struggling. But at that number, you don't want to take them. Um, the Giants are going to come crashing back to earth eventually. They have to. They're just they're not that good to be able to kind of keep it up. Um, and you, you can only scheme around the talent deficiency so long. But I think we just leave it, move on to the next game. I don't want to lay six on the road, especially with a team I don't truly trust and a quarterback that I don't think is good. Exactly. All right, let's move on. Next up, we have the Cincinnati Bengals going to play the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are plus two. All right. I think I like this one, but it depends. I've heard that Jameis Winston practiced today for the first time in a minute. If Jameis Winston's playing, I don't want this game. I have determined that Andy Dalton is an upgrade from Jameis Winston, at least in these circumstances. And do you know what this is? (laughs) Revenge game, baby. Andy Dalton revenge game. The mythical Andy Dalton revenge game that famously last year you didn't believe existed. And then what did Andy Dalton do? He came out and put on probably the best performance of his fucking career against the Bengals before getting hurt. And Justin Fields came in and squandered things. Revenge game. But revenge game. And if Jameis Winston comes in because Andy Dalton gets hurt halfway through an excellent performance, he can care. He can float the boat. You know, he can he can hold on. Is Lattimore going to play this week? That's a good question. I'm not sure. We should. We got to because we got to start paying attention to some injury stuff now. All right. Did you find anything on the injury report? Yes. So neither Paulson, Adebo or Marshawn Lattimore practice today. Um, Lattimore is his thumb injury from that he got on Sunday. And then Adebo is a knee injury. So that scares me with the Bengals because my the point why you would want to go with the Saints is that they have a good secondary, good well, corners that they can run with the wide receivers, the Bengals. But if you don't have Lattimore or Adebo, you you lose that advantage. You know, the uh, the funny. So first of all, do you know why I think that that's uh, misleading? Why is that? Because the Saints also sat four of their wide receivers today in practice. So I think it might have just been a we're not going to do wide receivers in corners day, especially because like if you've got a if you're hurt with a thumb, you got a thumb injury, you can probably still practice unless it's just a scheduled day off. Like you could just be limited in practice. Inst- like you if it's a broken foot, you can't practice a broken thumb. Just like don't touch stuff. Jog. Like jog, fucking do some cone drills, like what do walkthroughs. That this was a schedule off day. I'm gonna I'm gonna stake that claim. However, you're right. Our intuition is that this Saints secondary, which was so good last year and has been so good for years, is good matchup against the Bengals. But Marshawn Lattimore really hasn't been Marshawn Lattimore this year. And Paul Zanadebo has sucked. Mo- and a little bit of its matchups because Paul Zanadebo has just had the bad luck of being matched up on speed receivers a lot this year. And he's not, never was fast. So he's getting torched a little bit, but you know, he's more of a bigger possession corner. So this actually is a better matchup for him. You know, T Higgins and Jamar Chase, they're not, Jamar Chase can run away from you, but that's not how he likes to win. They're both guys who want to body you. Paul Sanadibo is useful for that. I think both guys play. I think both guys play better than they have played to this point this year. 
I'm still afraid of this game. It's it's kind of it's more of a maybe. Like on a personal note, I typically bet two units on every game that I like. Two units is my standard bet. And then if it's a game I love, it's three or four units. And then if it's a game that I'm like, I like it, but I don't love it, I'll toss one unit. This is like a one unit play for me. It's like a maybe. It's like, I like the Saints, especially if things are going right. You know, like I get Andy Dalton instead of Jameis, but I don't love it. But there's not a lot of good bets this week. Yeah, this is a tough week. I My instinct is also maybe pile. Just because yep. I feel like it's maybe something we want to be right as much as it is something that is the right bet. Because the Bengals should have to pay for the way that they've been playing. Um, Alvin Kamara has looked great, too. And I don't think the Bengals are going to be able to keep up with him. Well, I mean, hey, dude, uh, Joe Burrow said that they're just going to have to go down there and play their balls off. So they will. <laughs> Yeah, it's a return to Louisiana for him. It's it's just like last year when apparently he would say, "Yo, we're gonna throw the deep ball," and then they would they would throw the deep ball, and then they would catch the deep ball. That's talent, generational. Wow, I'm still butthurt that Will Sinnett thinks that fucking Joe Burrow's generational talent. I love that comedian. I don't know if he actually does. He does. He might, but hey, this is this is comedians. I'm sure he he has takes on your taste in comedy. Goes, uh, you don't even know what the fuck you're talking about, buddy. Let me show you what a joke is. Excuse me, I'm a famous YouTuber with a podcast. I goddamn know comedy. <laughs> See, all right. Uh, uh, Saints to the baby. Judging, if we're judging who gets my laughs, it's it's a very low bar to clear. Fair, which is why you're a great. Yeah, I think maybe pile, maybe pile. Moving on. Next up, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars going to play the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are minus two. Cha-ching. We're doing the square we, thing we again. We're, we're doing the square thing again. We're betting on the fucking Jaguars because in a battle of which quarterback is more inept, I have to bet on the man who's at least young enough to move. Uh, I This game scares the shit out of me mm-hmm. because... It's a trap. I'm walking directly into a trap. Because the Jags have not looked good the last two weeks. Or they had, you know, moments of looking really good two weeks ago. Well, well, you no, know, you're entirely wrong. Trevor Lawrence has been terrible for each of the last two weeks, and that is the only reason the Jaguars haven't won both of the games. But does that stop? Is that going to correct itself now? Or is this maybe people have figured out some of the things that Trevor Lawrence is bad at, like holding on to the football? No, against the Texans, it was literally just like missing throws. They weren't even like... A lot of interceptions are like, a, oh, I didn't see him there. Or like, a, ah, like I got tricked by the cover. Like these were just like, I'm throwing the ball there. Oh, fuck. It went over there. It just, it was bad. Again, okay. I was low on Trevor Lawrence when he was coming out. I thought he would be solid, not great. And I'm starting to be like, maybe he's worse than I thought. Like maybe I missed high on this guy. Um, the the I, I thought we could throw out the Philly game because it was in a monsoon and he's a, a fair weathered boy. Four fumbles, like guy just doesn't know how to handle moisture. Clearly doesn't fuck. But it, it it continued. It wasn't even the fumbles. It was more interceptions. They moved the ball at will against Houston, as they should. But he would just turn it over in the red zone. And it's scary, but I have to imagine that that returns to normalcy. Even fumbles are totally random, and interceptions are far less random, but they're still sort of random. And I gotta fucking imagine that he tightens that shit up. And then the, the Colts just, they look like a mess. Yeah, the Colts are also beat to shit right now they are injured up and down i just pulled up the injury report obviously the colts have been pretty beat up all year and they had some other injuries in that uh in that thursday night game 
But just their injury report today for did not participate. You have Jonathan Taylor, Quiddy Pay, Yannick Ngakwe, Shaq Leonard, Ryan Kelly, Eric Johnson, Tony Brown, Stefan Gilmore. Stefan Gilmore and Yannick Ngakwe are both uh, just like rest days. Yeah. Um, but you have all of those key players that didn't participate. And then on the limited, you have Naheem Hines, Tyquan Lewis, and Quentin Nelson. So they're just really beat up right now on top of the team doesn't look good. I mean, they, they won last week and they're coming off a mini buy, but they look terrible in that game. I mean, I said it during the game, like Matt Ryan, you know, he's a Boston College Eagle. So I've got an affinity for him. And he was like, he was the first quarterback who I knew about when he was a college player. And then I was like, oh, he's going to the NFL. I'll be a fan of whatever team he goes to. And I was a fan of the Falcons because of him. And I thought he was great. And then he finally blossomed and became like a top five quarterback for a while. And, you know, under Kyle Shanahan, he was probably the second best quarterback in the NFL. It was great. I loved watching him. I rooted for him all the way up until the Super Bowl because nobody can beat Tom Brady. And and then I realized during Thursday night's game, this guy who used to be my favorite is now like my least favorite player to watch play football. It's it's sad. He can't hold on to the ball. He's fumbling everything. He has no arm strength. For the first time in five years, the Colts actually have deep threats. Alec Pierce is really fucking good. Paris Campbell's healthy and can run deep, but they can't they can't do it because he can't get them the ball. Yeah, he he looked terrible. He looked as washed as any quarterback has looked in the last few years, and that's including the the Roethlisberger's and the Philip River years. Well, the sad thing is that he's substantially outplayed Russ Wilson. <laughs> he has, but that's a, that's a different issue. Coming back to this game, I I think I'm with you, although I'll be scared the entire time. We get an indoor game. The Jags are healthier. They're more talented right now. The Jags have had the Colts number for like five years. All right, let's do it. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a light week on picks. So yeah, Jacksonville plus two. All right, let's move on. All right, next up, we have the New England Patriots going to play the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are minus two and a half. I want to do it. I want to do it for old time's sake on my on my Browns notepad. I want to bet Browns minus two and a half so fucking bad. Do you actually? Mm-hmm, but I can't because Kevin Stefanski. <laughs> I dude, I worry that it's going to be the exact same thing that has happened every time the Browns have played the Patriots for the last like four years. Yeah, no, which is the Browns have awful defensive tackles and not good linebackers and the Patriots just absolutely bully the shit out of them. Correct. And as soon as the Browns make like two mistakes, they can't catch up. Yeah. Because the Patriots just run the entire time. And the Patriots have been bullying teams really well again this year, even with fucking Bailey Zappi in. Yeah. And the Browns have the worst defensive tackle group in the NFL by a long shot and linebackers that cannot make up for it on top of a secondary that's in complete disarray. I don't know, man. I I could see the Patriots winning this game outright. You want to bet Patriots? I mean, I don't really want to bet on this game because I don't like either of these teams. But if you like forced me into a side, I would probably take the Patriots. I, I won't feel good about it. I mean, because I think the Browns are going to be able to run on the Patriots a bit too. I just don't think they'll be able to do it as well because Bill has done a pretty good job of giving Nick Chubb fits in the years they've played. And Brissett has done, you know, 
kind of what you would hope for out of him, which is he's played relatively decent football for most of the game, and then he just kind of collapses in in key moments at the end. He's not totally inept is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a backup quarterback yeah, that's being forced to play a lot of games. He's bad, but you can do things with him. Yeah, and they do have a really good run game, so it helps him out a ton. And Kevin Stefanski has those five passing plays that he runs that he's very good at. The, the, the naked boot left flood where you got a tight end who kind of comes like that. Uh, Is it on an outbreaking route? Well, that's uh depends if he's crossed the ball already. If he's crossed the ball, it is outbreaking. If he has not crossed the ball, it is inbreaking. Vocabulary with Joe. Vocabulary with Nate fucking Tice, asshole. Okay, so it seems like we're a little bit on opposite sides on this one. Yeah. Why do you think the Browns are going to win this game by three or more? Because they're just such a better team, but the matchup, you're right, the matchup does not favor them because the Browns are better, assuming they can run the way they usually do. But they can't because that's like the one thing the Patriots can defend. And God damn it, it's a Mac Wilson revenge game. <laughs> How's he been doing for them? Like, honestly, not terrible. He gets a lot of reps. Good for him. PFF doesn't have him on the starting lineups, and I'm not going to fucking search him to see his PFF grade for vindication, but... Actually, I'm L5 ever, man. I, I, I'm actually looking up Mac Wilson's PFF grade because I fucking have to now. Yeah, 31 PFF grade! Okay, yeah, that, that sounds like the Mac Wilson I remember. Yeah, just can't figure out coverage despite being a coverage linebacker. I was about to say, that was the thing where he came out where it's like, you know, he doesn't know which way he's going in run game, but he can cover people. And now he, yeah, I, he's a fucking, there's something wrong with his head. Something wrong with his head. He was a five-star recruit. Nick Saban said, you're not ready to leave. There's something wrong with your head. And there's something wrong with his head. Okay, yeah, the matchup does not favor Cleveland. Cleveland is a much better team that just doesn't fit this game. And we've seen Stefanski shit down his leg every time he's faced the Patriots. And if we're talking about a team that is having some internal strife, the Browns do not believe in that defense whatsoever. No? Unfortunately, I, I still get a lot of Browns information. And I, I won't lie, I seek some of it out after losses because it, it brings me some modicum of happiness. Anywho, uh, I've been seeing a ton of stuff about like the the defense was cautiously willing to give Joe Woods like another chance this year because he's been bad since he's been there. They've underperformed their talent. And apparently at this point, like half the defense is completely done with him, like is not bought into the message, thinks he sucks and the defense is going to be bad as long as he's there. So like if the defense was that bad when everyone was bought in, now guys don't even think it works. Like they're I think they're going to start really falling apart on defense on top of they just don't have the talent up the middle. Yeah. Um so I think they're going to get worse before they get better until they fire Joe Woods and do something even just for the the mental side of it of firing Joe Woods yeah. getting guys back bought in. Um so that's where I think they're going to continue to screw up and give up a lot of plays they shouldn't. Okay, we should not bet this game. I don't want to bet on the lesser team, but I don't want to bet on the team with the matchup disadvantage. Yeah, this is where it's just like shitty card. I don't I don't want to bet on the Patriots. 
in this game. Like honestly, we've honestly, talked about as how much, shitty they are. But as much as we hate the Patriots, the fact that we are saying let's not bet against the Patriots means I think we kind of might. Maybe we should bet on the Patriots. Maybe we should. Maybe we put it in the maybe pile just because we don't know what games pile. we really. Which is a disgusting thing to say. And this, of course, is going to be the week that the Browns fucking figure it out. Uh-huh. It, they won't. They won't look good again for the rest of the season. But they'll. They'll just put on an absolute showing. Uh, they are. They still find ways to make me sad. Yeah, Patriots to the maybe pile because pure matchup advantage. Just this is going to be a running game, and the Patriots are good at stopping the run and running. It's it's basically also, it's basically the same shit as the Atlanta matchup, except now instead of having a good quarterback, you just have a really good run defense. Is it going to rain on Sunday? Uh, I'm looking at 61 degrees, few clouds. Okay. So I saw people talking about the uh, the Guardians game might get rained out that day. Indians. I'm I'm a white man. I gotta I gotta do the right <laughs> the PC stuff. Um. On that note. Yep. Ready Next to move game. on. Next game. Next up, we have the New York Jets going to play the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are minus seven. Dude, fuck this. Yeah, absolutely not. Uh, I I have no interest in even talking about this game. Yeah, no, it's not even a leg. The Packers kind of suck, and it's mostly Aaron Rodgers' fault. Yeah, like this is a bad team playing a maybe bad team, mm-hmm. and the maybe bad team has is getting seven points or is laying seven points. So like, don't 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 bet on this game. Yeah, don't touch. Unless your... you have some like super inside information, you want to bet on the Jets. I can but see an angle for the risky. Honestly, you know what? If we were smart, maybe we bet on the Packers. Great motivation. Yeah, but like how many times are we going to say that about them? And it's seven. Like it's just so easy for they kind of like let up in the fourth quarter and the Jets get some garbage stuff. So it's a first half. Um, Yeah, you can do that first half on the Packers. But for Super Contest and for the game itself, I would just not not worry about this whatsoever. Not even going to be fun to watch. This is this is one you see a couple highlights from go. Oh, yeah, that game happened. Yeah, I could see the Packers come out like storming the gate just because they looked so fucking bad last week against a lowly Giants team, and they don't want to let that happen again. But I agree, three points is too much. All right, seven points is too much, rather, with two, three win teams. Identical records, these teams. Which is terrible. This this season makes no fucking sense. Nope, but we keep betting on it. Yeah, yeah, we do. All right, ready to move on? All too ready. Next up, we have the San Francisco 49ers going to play the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are plus five and a half. You're goddamn right. We got a cha-ching. Betting on the Falcons? Dirty birds. Yeah. Um. All right. Walk me through this one. Macro level, the 49ers have been lucky as fuck. The 49ers are not a great team. I mean, we saw how they, they fucking lost to the Broncos, and it wasn't a fluke. They lost to the Bears, and it might have been a fluke. Their defense is getting a ton of hype, despite the fact that they've lost half their starters almost all their stars and their statistics are heavily inflated by playing terrible teams. Here's some of the offenses they've played this year. The bears in a monsoon, which is you playing the bears. They suck. And it's a monsoon. Uh, They play the Seahawks. That's actually a pretty solid offense. The Broncos. That's a terrible fucking offense. The Rams with no offensive line. Evidently it's not a very good offense. Yeah. Apparently it's a very bad offense. And finally the Panthers, including nine dropped passes 
that's not that impressive. You should not let any of those teams score on you. So, I don't I don't disagree with you, but do you think Dean Pease and the Falcons defense is going to be able to stop the running attack and kind of multifaceted sideline okay. to sideline action of Shani? The 49ers offense is not good. No, but the Falcons defense is very bad. The Falcons or yeah, the 49ers run basically a shittier version of the Browns offense. They have a similarly talented quarterback. Jacoby Brissett is more of a physical talent. Jimmy Garoppolo is um worse as <laughs> you know Jimmy Garoppolo is worse than J- Jacoby Brissett and both of them are not starting quarterbacks you've got no defensive line or I mean offensive line for the 49ers granted it hasn't meant that much so far the Browns run the ball a lot just like the 49ers but more effectively and the 40 Aaron the Falcons just handled the Browns offense now they didn't like dominate it but they handled it Marcus Mariota is still playing really, really well. And as long as his weekly fumble is not recovered by the 49ers, I feel great about his performance as far as this bet goes. Just look at last week. The Carolina Panthers should have covered the six-point spread, but for some egregious uh, coaching decisions and drop luck. Like, reasonably, if you bet the 49ers, you feel fortunate after that game. And the Falcons are a lot better than the Panthers. Yeah, and it's effectively the same number. Additionally, at, at some point, if we're going to have a rough year and we're, we're having a rough year, if you're going to have a rough year, I feel like it's our duty to ourselves as men to go down swinging with the teams that we actually like. We like you the Falcons. You just, you convinced me. Let's cha-ching Falcons plus five and a half. Yeah. If, if the year's going to suck, like let's bet on the things we have conviction about. One of our preseason things is we think the Falcons are better than most people think they are. Yeah. We for years have thought that the 49ers are overrated. It's fucking let's get at it. These teams are very similar caliber, in my opinion. And the 49ers being four and two, while the Falcons are two and four, feels a lot more outrageous than both of them being three and three. Also, 49ers are having back-to-back games on the East Coast, so they've been staying in the East Coast instead of going back West. I don't think that helps them. Let's do it. We're taking the value. We're taking five and a half. Yeah. Falcons are not a good team, but neither are the 49ers. We get a home dog. Come on. There's no such thing as good teams this year. (laughs) There are very few. I don't know. There might be one. I think the Chiefs are good. Are they? Yeah. But are they? Because Devon, right before the assault, well, we can get into this later. Yeah, let's see. We, we got plenty of time to talk about some of these teams. All right. Let's move, um, to, move to the next game. Yeah, we'll move on. And for the final game of the one o'clock hour, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers are plus nine. Nope. Nope. This spread is fucking nope. huge. No, no. Yeah. The leg. Yeah. I agree. Like Bucks will win. Tampa Bay is a flawed and inconsistent team, but they never lose to bad teams. And Pittsburgh is a very bad team. Oh, so bad. And Kenny Pick is no good. Told you. Next next game? Yeah, let's move on. Fuck that game. Yeah. That's a leg though, but fuck that game. I feel a little cheated. We didn't get a drop dead leg line out of you, but that's okay. We can move on to the four o'clock hour. I can't do another drop dead leg because last week Green Bay was one of my drop dead legs and uh Okay, I I left. I was watching until halftime. At halftime, I left to go play an inline hockey game. And as I finished playing my inline hockey game, the the Packers were getting the ball batted down at the line of scrimmage twice to end the game. And I just stood there in disbelief in my fucking roller hockey gear, staring at my phone like, what the fuck? At what is it, 11 o'clock in the morning and mm-hmm. you already have a busted card? Well, like I, I only had I had them in two parlays for a total of one unit lost. 
But if the Packers had won that game, I would have hit a plus 10,000 parlay. Uh, So I would have made $10,000 on a $1,000 parlay if the Packers had just scored like a touchdown in the second half. Yeah, so no more drop dead leg leg singing. I I got you. I just, I don't deserve it for a little while. Fair enough. On to the first game of the four o'clock hour. Fuck yeah. We have the Arizona Cardinals going to play the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are plus three, but that number looks like it's about to move to two and a half. Seattle's at home? Yep. Oh boy. What are your thoughts? I mean, I think the Seahawks should be able to score. Mm -hmm. It then comes down to, do you think Kyler is going to be able to do a bunch of garbage theatrics, (sighs) which that Seahawks defense isn't good? No, it's bad. So I think that's totally in play. You know, Rondell Moore's back and gives them another guy that they can kind of play with. But the Seahawks should definitely be able to score because the Cardinals defense is atrocious and the Seahawks offense is is moving. Kenneth Walker had a breakout game. Yeah, no, the Seahawks can move the ball, especially on this bad Cardinals team. I want to bet the Seahawks, but you scared me a little bit with the what does Kyler Murray do to this defense? (sighs) Man, how many maybes can one guy have? Because that's what this is. This is a maybe. I like that we have home field advantage. I like that it's outdoors. I like that we have the better quarterback. But what? What are you laughing at? No, I, I'm not laughing at that necessarily. Just that like that's our reality. Is that yeah. Geno Smith is definitely better than Kyler Murray so far. Absolutely. It's not even fucking close. Like, like Geno Smith has probably been the best quarterback in the NFL this year. He's gotten fortunate playing some easier schedules that line up. Or I mean some easier defenses that line up perfectly with his skill set and offense, but he's been really fucking good. He's been, he's it's, it's him and Mariota for the top spot. And I think he wins. He has been, he's been clean and now he gets to play a really bad defense, a really bad defense with a poor rush presence. I don't know, man. I kind of feel like if we're going to do it, we got to do it soon because that number is about to move to two and a half. It's going to be two and a half. There's no avoiding it. Well, oh, on the first super contest. Yeah. Yeah. As far as as far as y'all out there, go get that three. Go get that Seattle plus three. But ah, fuck me. All right. OK, it's our highest maybe. And it's probably going to be on our card. Yeah, it's likely going to end up, which I don't feel terrible about just because we're getting points at home. And honestly, I feel like that's been half of our problem this year is we just keep taking favorites. And this year is so fucky that it's all the underdogs. Well, underdogs are currently covering it like a 60% clip this year. Yeah. So if we got to do it, I'm I'm cool with taking a home dog. Yeah, fuck it. We got the team that we think should probably win, probably is a better team anyway. They're at home and they're catching points. A full field goal. Fuck it. Seattle's a bet. No maybe, no bullshit. Writing it down. Seattle over Arizona. Cha-ching! It's a bet. I like it. Next up, we have the Carolina Panthers going to play the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are minus 10. 10 now. Fuck. I'm not touching this game. These are the two most disappointing teams of the fucking world. Hey, man, you got the interim coach boost. And the P.J. Walker knock. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Honestly, just because the number's 10, like, if if you're going to bet it at all, it has to be Panthers. You have to be going, all right, they're getting the boost because they just fired Rule. They're going to run. When's the last, when's the last time they, they would have covered 10? I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, they're, they're terrible. Like, I, you don't bet on this game. But if you were at all, it's Panthers, in my opinion. 
PFF has Matt Stafford as the 32nd ranked quarter. <sighs> this week's uh this week's edition of PFF has no idea what the fuck they're looking at. It 32nd. Okay. All right. Yeah, no, this this game sucks. Uh it, it, like it doesn't just suck because it's bad to watch. It sucks because it's fucking depressing. Yeah. I'm not I'm not fucking it's a leg. Yeah. I'll take LA plus or a minus three. Yeah, for sure. That's a leg. The Rams really need to get back on track. They have a losing record. They're playing a terrible Panthers team. And like, yeah, the interim head coach bump might help, but it doesn't change the fact that Ben McAdoo's calling plays on offense. Yeah. And they're drastically shifting defensive philosophies midseason. <laughs> it's not going to go well. And Steve Wilkes is like a confirmed terrible coach. Yeah, no, he's very bad. Like, even at defense, he's not a good coach. The reason that they're drastically shifting defensive philosophies is because Steve Wilkes was mad that the old defense was too pass defense heavy. He wants to stack the box against the run more. That'll work super goodly against Sean McVay and the fucking Rams. Yeah, that's uh, a leg. All right. Other than that, I don't think there's much else to say about this game. Well, consider, this horse, consider this horse dead and beaten. And now for the final game of the four o'clock hour, we have the Buffalo Bills going to play the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are plus three. That number looks like it's about to move to two and a half. This game's tough. Uh, first of all, you can't bet this game. It's too good of a game, and a field goal just doesn't matter. Like you can lay three and a half; it doesn't matter. Whoever wins this game is going to win by seven points. Like it could come down to a last-second field goal, but it probably won't. Basically, just the the total is going to be so high in this game. There's going to be so much offense that three points can get lost in the wash like that. Can't bet this game. It's going to be a good game. On one hand, the Bills have a revenge spot because the 13 seconds game. And on the other hand, anytime that the Chiefs get up for a game, anytime that they like focus in on a game, they fucking win. And I think we saw against the Raiders, the Chiefs might have been looking ahead a little bit. Yeah, I, I agree with you. This is going to be a game you just you tune in, you watch the shit out of it, which won't be hard to do because it's the only game you want to watch in the four o'clock hour. But I think betting on it, like you're almost stealing from yourself a little bit because you're not going to be able to just purely enjoy this game. I'm sure, you know, if you want to get into is Harrison Butker going to play, there might be some kicker action that might give you a little bit of an angle. But I don't know. I think that's just you're picking nits on two teams that can go absolutely crazy at any point, have gone absolutely crazy against each other in the past. I feel like it's just totally a coin flip of one of these quarterbacks is going to make one less like bad decision because we know both of them are going to do some insane stuff yeah. and they're going to, you know, complete passes that very few people in the history of the league have been able to complete and they're going to do it a few times, but it's going to see which one of them does the mind bendingly stupid pick or fumble or whatever play that kind of seals the game. I don't know who it's going to be. I think both have equal chance to do it. It's going to be a fun game. Watch it. I don't want to bet on it. Yeah, no, these are two of the three best teams in the NFL for sure. Possibly the top two. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not betting on it. There's just no edge. Yeah. All right. I think we move on to the night game. Moving on to Sunday night. We have the Dallas Cowboys going to play the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are minus six. This is tough. I, all right, I'm going to go one, two, three. And then you say the team that you think you want to bet on. You ready? <laughs> I just want to say the one I think you want to bet on. <laughs> no. Because I, I know who you want to bet on. Who do I want to bet on? You want to bet on Dallas. I was thinking I wanted to bet on Philly. Really? You shocked me. I, I, mm, 
how does Dallas win? Dallas wins every football game that Dallas wins because you the people just cannot handle Micah Parsons and Tank Lawrence. But, but Philadelphia can. They got Lane yeah. Johnson. Lane Johnson's the one dude who's as athletic on the offensive line as Micah Parsons and Teron Armstead, who's freakishly good, but always hurt. So the the Cowboys defense will be nullified. You've got similar caliber quarterbacks. Both of them probably shouldn't start, but like they're low end starters. You've got two really good offensive coaches, but I think the Sirianni and uh, Steichen are a little bit better than Kellen Moore. That is six points is tempting, especially because Philly can't fucking score in the second half. That was why I thought you were going to go Dallas. Can't fucking score in the second half. It's so bad. But like that, so Dallas just beat the Rams. People are high on Dallas because of it. But it doesn't feel like it because it's six. It was six last week too, though. So this line just hasn't moved. Yeah, but like Philly has a, a close win against the Cardinals and Dallas beats the Rams. So, I mean, people are lower on now, but still, and then the line doesn't move at all. I figured it would have moved some. In order to beat the Rams, Dallas relied on a fumble six and a punt block six. It's not super sustainable. Yeah, I agree with you, but I don't know if the market's always like that in depth about it. They just go, "Oh, Dallas won." You're right. The market, Dallas market's probably not reacting that uh, quickly. It it doesn't seem to be at least this this line was Philly minus five and a half, and now it's six. So like, if anything, we've lost value. <sighs> Fuck. I could just see Cooper Rush getting absolutely tormented. Like that's all I can envision. Yeah, I mean that's that's what the the Eagles have been doing. I mean, fuck I, through the trenches. Maybe the fucking answer is just don't bet this game. And if you're going to do Philly first half, yeah, another Philly first half bet. But but not even really. I don't love it. Like these are what if Micah Parsons does win some fucking reps, man? He's good enough that he's gonna get his. This is just gross. It's a gross game. I mean, like, I like Philly to win this game. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> just because I think they're 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 much more solid throughout the roster, whereas Dallas kind of relies on those couple of guys. What has Dallas done with Cooper Rush? They beat the Bengals who suck. They beat the Giants who suck. They beat the Rams with a lot of luck. Yeah, you know, you're right. Lane Johnson is going to be able to handle Parsons. It's a really, really good offensive line. It's a really good offensive play caller. You've got really good wide receiver in AJ Brown. Yeah. You know, Eagles are going to win this game. The first half bet is right, but six points is too many for, yeah, a, yeah. for a close game, a divisional close game. Exactly. And the Eagles got to lose sometime. They do. And so we're just going to not bet this game. Yeah, I think you just got to pass. This so, is another one that I think this will be a fun game to watch. Oh, great game. I'm excited. We have it on a Sunday night, but I don't know if I want to bet on it just because six is too much. You know, that's exactly the problem. All right. Well, let's move on to Monday. And for the final game of week six on Monday night, we have the Denver Broncos going to play the Los Angeles chargers the chargers are minus four and a half speaking of games that are uh fun to watch this ain't one of them nope okay so the depths that the broncos are sinking to are unfathomable uh in the literal sense of unfathomable like like fathoms under the sea too many of them unfathomable the bottom russell wilson is disappointing even me like I, for five to six years i've been on the russell wilson's a below average quarterback with one great tool train in fact i think i built the train put it on the tracks and started conducting it and then people were like where the fuck is that train going certainly nowhere good and after five years they're like hey you know that one train something to it on top of just generally sucking and faking injuries russell wilson is allegedly getting fucking he's 
flew to LA to get treatment so that he could fly back to Denver for the rest of the week and then fly back to LA. And while that travel is not intense at all, it just seems like a lot going on for a guy who needs to fucking focus on his playbook because he's missing wide open receivers consistently on like every fourth snap. Like everybody sees the one where he misses KJ Hamler for the game winning touchdown, but he was missing wide open dudes all game. The only reason that I'm not betting the Chargers already and making it a best bet is simply that Brandon Staley is anus. He's bleeding anus as a coach. He is. But as we saw against the Browns, when he goes against another terrible coach, that can cancel itself out. And he is going against another terrible coach. This is true. But at least the, at least Matt Nate Hackett knows that he sucks. So like he's hired consultants to help him get better. Whereas Brandon Staley thinks he's a genius. Yeah. And in the Browns game, it worked because if you had Chargers, you had Chargers plus two and they won by two, I think. Whereas now you need them to win by five if you're going to hit on it. And that takes away a lot of margin for error for stupid shit because stupid shit normally leads to it's a one, you know, it's a field goal game or something like closes it on the last play, just like most of the games Denver has played in this year. But I don't know if that bodes well for taking five, what's effectively five for him. God, I hate this game. I, I mean, I don't want to bet on this game. I think we're better we're better off going back to our maybe pile than to try and find something from this one of two I... horrible coaches, two very disappointing teams. Yeah, but San Diego's going to score. And I don't know if Denver can, even against a bad San Diego defense. Yeah, I mean, because the Chargers defense, their issue has been that they like cannot stop the run whatsoever. Well, that J.C. Jackson is awful now. But the Broncos, I mean, they can sort of run the ball. They can run you the know ball. Melvin Gordon's going to fumble. Yeah, the, the thing about the Broncos is that they can run the ball. They're just not like Browns caliber good at it. They're not Falcons caliber good at it. They're just good at it. And they will get away from it. They will try to throw because they think they have Russell Wilson. Well, they do have Russell Wilson, but they think that they have something good in Russell Wilson. Ah. <sighs> And the Denver, the Denver team is beat up too. I mean, they just lost Garrett Bowles for the year. Yeah, the offensive line's in shambles. But like, who's gonna fucking get them? Yeah. They okay. So Khalil Mack is one of them. But then is is Chris Rumpf Jr. gonna fucking stick it to him on the fucking left tackle side, like on the right end? No. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I think we just leave this game. Oh, but dude, we gotta fucking fade the Broncos. Or yeah, we gotta fade the Broncos while we can. Fuck. We'll toss it in the maybe pile. We need to pick two things out of the maybe pile. We do. All right. So that wraps us up on the week. Now we revisit. So currently we have three bets. We have Jacksonville plus two. We have Atlanta plus five and a half. Seattle plus three. And we go back to the maybe pile. One. So out of the maybe pile. See, part of the problem with the maybe pile is like, I like Miami over Minnesota if we get Teddy. But I got to know that first. And if we don't get Teddy, that line's going to move a little bit. I like New Orleans over Cincy, but it assumes the health of the wide receivers and the corners and that we get Andy Dalton. I don't want to bet on New England over Cleveland, but you made a good point. And nobody knows Cleveland like you. We'll put bets that I want in there all the goddamn time. I mean, uh, admittedly, on on the Patriots and Browns game, I I have long stayed away or tried to stay away from betting Browns games because I don't think I can take a rational, unbiased approach. Even now, and after I have left that fandom behind, I still worry that 
you know, I, I take my personal experiences with them um, as too strong an indicator. But fuck, that defense is terrible. They can't stop the run. The Patriots are just going to bully the shit out of him. And the Browns are bad. They're a poorly coached team. But another underdog? Yeah, let's take New England. All right, we're going to do New England two and a half. Are we going to really? Are we going to take New England? I mean, we we can't take Miami. We don't know who's playing quarterback. No, you can't. You can't. And and if it's a dude that has gotten, I don't know, a hundred snaps with the first team offense and in his entire life, I don't. You can't bet on that. They just got smacked by the Jets. Yeah, like really, our option. We we don't have options. Our option is either New Orleans and New England or New Orleans and San Diego. Really, that's it. I like New Orleans more than I do San Diego. I do too. I think New Orleans yeah. has to. I think New Orleans has to be in. All right, so New Orleans plus two, and do we got all dogs this week? Yeah, that's kind of terrifying. Yeah, feel better than all favorites, but <sighs> okay. For those of you listening to the pod, we reserve the right to fucking change these maybe picks if we learn new injury information. For instance. If Jameis Winston is starting, we have the right to change New Orleans. If all four of the wide receivers who did not practice today are actually injured and not playing, we have the right to change New Orleans. If the cornerbacks are actually injured and not playing, we have the right to change New Orleans. If Teddy Bridgewater is announced the starter for the Miami game, we have the right to pick Miami. If all the players for New Orleans are out and Teddy Bridgewater is not playing, we have the right to pick San Diego. I like all of these qualifiers. I think they're pretty uh, easy to follow. I don't think we have a bonus pick this week. <laughs> oh, I was going to ask, and I I don't think we do. Do we even have a best bet? Atlanta. All right. Atlanta's the best bet. Um, Our bonus pick will be Tampa Bay and Los Angeles teased. Oh, or it could be Green Bay first half. All right. Uh, give, me a, give me a definitive answer. We're bouncing around. Tampa and LA teaser. And we mean LA Rams, correct? There's only one LA in my mind. I know you even got me to say San Diego a minute ago. I was like, damn it. As an Angelino, the Chargers are San Diego. I went to a Chargers game. So I lived in Los Angeles for two years. I'm not sure if you guys know that. Uh, I only bring it up every podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but we lived like 15 minutes from SoFi. So I went to a couple Rams games and a couple Chargers games. And at one of the Chargers games I went to, actually, I only went to the one Chargers game. Chargers Cowboys. Every single Chargers fan I met there to a person was from Orange County or San Diego. And they drove up for two, three hours. Never should have moved that team. Never should have moved that team. But I also have no idea where you would put a football stadium in San Diego. Make a water stadium. (sighs) Global warming's not real. There will be no logistical problems with this. Play on the USS Midway. (laughs) Exactly. Go get the military involved. They they'd love to uh, get the NFL on the dude. Very honest, ads. very honestly, just like thinking about the geography of San Diego. If you go south of San Diego, like right down by Mexico, where the army base say, is, do you mean Tijuana? <laughs> kinda, uh, right at the south border of San Diego, where the army base is. That's the only place you can fit a stadium, and you get a lot of support from that military. You could have the coolest flyovers. Oh, it's just parking. It's like, hey, who's landing today? Let's do a flyover real quick. Um, San Diego City Planners. Uh, if if you're trying to make make the team come back, you know who to call. You already know where to put the stadium. All right. So for for the card as of right now, with all those qualifications that we mentioned in place, we currently have Jacksonville plus two. We have Atlanta plus five and a half. That's our best bet. We have New England plus two and a half. 
We have New Orleans plus two, and we have Seattle plus three. Bonus bet being teased down the L.A. Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers into a parlay. Yeah. All right. That's uh. That's a, watch this go five and zero. Oh, even though we fucking hate it, it won't. But no. But it'd be funny. I think because we've got so many underdogs, we can guarantee at least a couple wins just because of the way All this season's underdogs. gone. All underdogs. This will be the week that everything just writes and like all the favorites win just like right on. No, because here's the thing. If everything writes like San Francisco, they, they shouldn't be fucking good. The, the fact that they're considered good is because of the bullshit that has already occurred. Yeah. Like Jacksonville, their talent has proven to be good enough. It's just that they can't fucking stop fumbling and throwing picks. And by they, I mean Trevor Lawrence specifically. I know he's got long hair, but I don't think he goes by they. Nice. Seattle, Seattle and Arizona, I don't know. Yeah, the bullshit. I mean, like if everything writes itself, Arizona probably wins that game. Cleveland, New England, there's too much ineptitude to fucking judge this game, like on the justice of it. Um, and then New Orleans is a way better team than Cincy. Just on paper, if I could pick a team to coach, I'm picking New Orleans. Don't want to coach Tom, be forced to run the ball. Mm, well, no, I mean of these two. If I'm picking who I'm coaching, I'm picking the fucking San Diego Chargers. I get to live in San Diego when I move the team. I get to live in LA before I move the team, and I get Justin fucking Herbert. And I'm going to let him throw down the field. It's going to be brilliant. All right. Week six. Yeah, week six. I'm not super stoked about this. And I... I <laughs> no. You know what? Fuck it. <laughs> Can't get worse. Yeah, no, that's that's the attitude we got to have at this point in the year. Like, like, very seriously, I would bet... I would not bet normal units on any of these games, except for Atlanta. I like Atlanta. That would be a normal full two unit play everything else would be like one unit half unit just see where the fuck it sticks i love the teaser of tampa bay and Pitt and green bay over new york but okay yeah i'd bet a unit here's how i'd play it wait green bay you said rams what did i no yeah i did it's rams tampa and the rams is the teaser yeah because we talked about green bay you can't totally trust them even though they should 100 percent win this game i I had the green Green bay first half ah yeah i had that stuck no it's tampa and it's la it's the super bowl winner teaser play only teams who have won a super bowl since covid became a thing um yeah i love that that's gonna win so I'd put two units on that. I put two units on Atlanta over San Francisco, and then I'd toss a unit on Seattle and New Orleans and Jacksonville and leave it at that. Half unit on the Patriots? No units on the Patriots. I'm not fucking betting the Patriots with my own real money. You're probably <laughs> I right. I don't blame you. You're probably right, but on principle alone, I don't want it. Some money's not. Some things are bigger than money. All right. We bullshit enough. Hey, maybe we'll fucking win one, huh? Well, if, if not, we'll probably be back. No, we'll, we'll be back. We're going to finish the season no matter what, and then we'll reevaluate from there. But uh, one way or another, please keep betting on football games. Asta.